Air School, the podcast. Spin Air School, and we are almost out of time on this morning's show, but we have got one last treat and one incredible guest that I cannot wait to chat to. Joining us on the phone this morning is Maura Trasnichialik, who you will know as a sports broadcaster on television, on radio, and most recently she has returned to education as a medical student of all things. Maura, a woman of many, many talents, I think it's fair to say. Or a woman who can't settle on anything and keeps trying to figure out what it is I'm trying to do in my life. Guramagas, thanks for having me. It's great to have you on. And you know, I also didn't mention in that little intro that you're a Gaelgore as well, first and foremost. So bring us back to the beginning, I guess, of your educational journey, if you don't mind. Where did all of this start for you? And was it always three Gaelge? Yeah, it was always Chihuahua. I'm one of those unusual people, but there's more of us than you'd think in the country and actually in the world um, that was reared speaking Gaelga first. So I grew up speaking Gaelga and I remember learning English in, you know, Nina and Vega in Skullvikdara in Iharorua. So I remember sitting next to a girl who had more English than me. I probably had a bit more Irish than her. And by the end of the year, the pair of us were fluent. And that's the beauty of kids. I think I could have had a child who spoke Swahili next to me. We'd both be fluent by the end of the year because kids are like little sponges. But yeah, that's where I grew up. So you could argue, did I have an advantage in one sense because I grew up in a Gaeltacht area? If you were to look at it black and white, you would say, yeah. But then I always say, take a, you know, life is not black and white. It's a bit grey. So you got to take a look back. And for me, when I look back, I see that, yeah, I grew up in a Gaeltacht area. I grew up speaking Irish. But that also meant I lived in the west coast of Ireland. We were the last ones to get broadband. We were the last ones to get school services. We were the last ones to get a lot of things. And there's still a lot of disadvantage in anyone who grows up in a Gaeltacht area. It's improving. But I do think it's an example of how you might have one advantage, but you have lots of other disadvantages. And the secret is to make it work for you. So yeah, all my edichus was to Gaelge. It was a bit complicated at times because... Kudamara Gaelge isn't always the official Gaelge. So you'd get like books and stuff. I remember, I don't know if they're still using that god-awful book, Gafal Mata and all those things. And um, the Gaelge would be so different to what we ever spoke. It really was like trying to speak another language. So I remember many of the time getting the English language version as well of a book. Now, I know things have vastly improved, but I think it's important that anyone thinking, God, Irish is so hard. We found it hard too because of the way it was structured by the department and stuff. But I'm glad that's changing. It's really changed a lot. And um, it certainly made my life the richer and it certainly made it easier and I've knitted it into every single day of my life even now I don't live in the Gaeltacht anymore you could argue I'm studying medicine so you'd think what use does she have for Gaelga anymore I still speak it every day and not just when I speak to my mother like you know there are ways to use it in the world there are ways to use it in life and it's me it's part of me so she asked me what is Gaelga I don't know it's when people tell me geez aren't you great for speaking the Gaelga so well I'm like well of course I've it's like telling you Louise isn't your English great it's what you spoke from day one I mean praise my English if you're going to praise anything because I had to learn Berla the hard <laughs> way I love that you say that Maura and I think exactly for you it was a way of life so I'd imagine when it came to doing your leave insert exams as you mentioned, every subject was going to be done through Gaelga anyway, and that was just the way it was. Did you find the Leaving Cert an ordeal or was it something you kind of just took in your stride? Oh, I think the Leaving Cert is an ordeal. It doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, how smart or not smart you are or how much you like school or how much you hate school because it is an ordeal it's a two-year marathon that everybody tells you this is really important and you've got to pass this subject and you've got to pass that subject or life ends and newsflash it doesn't like it's important to do the leaving cert and it's important to do the best you can but thankfully life has changed so much now there's a back door into everything you're interested in but for me like 
I suppose being fluent in Gaelic certainly gave me a little bit of extra leeway in that, you know, I knew I was going to get a great, good mark on my leaving cert. And that would be a lot of that down to my oral exam, you know. And a lot of the time we'd be examined by people who probably had less Gaelic than we had. So it's probably a bit more difficult for them. But again, when people say, oh, you're from the Gaelic, you have an advantage, you might in the oral, but the, the that's balanced out as well by we probably weren't that great at reading and writing it, you know, because we just wrote whatever we thought about. And that wasn't always right, you know, from a grammar point of view. It's like writing in your English paper using a Dublin dialect. It might be what you speak, but it mightn't be proper English, you know. So we had to learn that as well. So it wasn't all plain sailing. Was it a help? Absolutely. But I always tell people, you know, oral exams, it doesn't matter the language or any kind of practical exams. The examiner is there wanting to give you marks. And I know this now again from going back to college studying medicine, like you mentioned, because we do a lot of practical exams. And we're getting marks for opening the door and washing your hands and saying, hello, my name is, what's your name? Can I speak to you today? You're getting marks. The same thing in your Irish oral. Break it down to that sense. They want you to show that you're a human being, that you're trying and that you're doing your best. And people go in with that attitude. You, it's very, very difficult to fail because no examiner, it's very difficult to fail when you have a human being across from you, you know? Yeah. So I always tell people, you know, take it easy, break it down. You have 14 years of Irish language words in your head and you might struggle a bit to put them in order. You know, you know, people are trying, I know this word, I know that word. But you know a hell of a lot more than you think you know. And people might say, oh, I speak better French, I speak better German. You don't. That's just society telling you because you've been hearing from day one, oh, the Irish language is this, the Irish language is that. It's taught terribly. It's not taught no better or worse than any other language. It's just, it's a psychology around it. So you tell yourself, you know what, I mightn't be fluent, but I have 14 years of words and sure, I'll throw them all out. And if they make even half halfway sense you're going to pass and make and get your marks yeah that's great advice and I loved your analogy there about using slang as well because of course Gael, you know Gael Gores from the Gael Tucked have their own slang but I guess more the big challenge this year for Leaving Cert students and it's just look it's been a, a challenging year for everyone regardless where you are what you're doing in your life but especially and in particular for the orals um, you know middle of February any other academic year students would be going hell for leather in their Shomer Rangeg doing what they could to prepare but obviously this year for many students they're at home they may not have a culture of Gaelga anywhere you know remotely close to where they live maybe none of their family or you know friends speak Gaelga so what what would be your advice to students who are really struggling and as well don't have any clarity around whether or not there even will be an oral and probably find themselves at the point where they're like will I even bother you know what's the point What's your advice? There's always a point. That's what I would always say. There's always a point just for your own sake and just for the point that at the end of it all, if there is no Irish oral, you're no better and you're no worse off if you've done the work. Whereas can you imagine if they turn around in May and they say, geez, we've only had one COVID case in the country. Orals are back on. Yay. And then you're in panic mode. So the advice I would give people is, um, and I know people say it's easy for her to say she's fluent in it, but I've dealt with a lot of people who are trying to learn along the way, you know, including people in my life and stuff. I always say, you know, break it down, find the source of Gaelgit that you enjoy. That might not be Radio on the Gaelgit on wall to wall. That might not be your jam. That's fine. But what I find great are the TG Cahal cartoons in the morning. I mean, SpongeBob is Gaelga. And that helps you because you know the storyline, you know the characters, and therefore you'll start knowing the words. And there are subtitles as well. Do Zoom with your pals. I mean, I know we're sick of Zoom, but if it's the difference between you passing an exam or not, 10 minutes every few days, it, that'll make the world of difference and it will add to your confidence. Con and the Gaelga have clubs all over the country. Tagwelgari or Fud Instagram. Engage with them, even if you don't have the guts to speak it yourself there's lots of people on instagram who do stories as Gaelga, and that's a 15 second segment and we're doing nothing anyway so if you can't find 15 seconds to listen to somebody who's going to do a story as Gaelga, 
maybe it's time to take a step back and tell yourself you deserve better than this and not just as Gwilga but life you need to keep bettering yourself just because we don't know if there's an exam at the end of this that's no reason to not for you to not keep trying to achieve little daily goals it'll all build up this pandemic will go away someday and you don't want to be in the same position at the end as you were at start yeah great advice Maura I guess uh, just in terms of the benefits in your life that you know have kind of come to fruition due to your Gwilga uh, whether it's professionally or in a personal capacity what do you kind of recall as a moment that you might have said to yourself oh thank god I have my Gaelge oh well there's so many of them um, it got me my first proper job my first proper job was working in radio in the Gaeltachta it got me a job in TG CAD it got me into RTE and as you can tell by looking at me and by listening to me I'm not the typical RTE head you know I don't have that lovely D4 accent you know they were never going to let me in past the gate without that experience you know and I built up a lot of broadcasting experience as Gaelga got my air miles and uh, I proved I could do it and it got me in in front of very important people to get interviews to progress my career and um, and it, it's just I don't know how to explain it all my positive experience so many of them have come because I spoke at Gaelgate you know I've been brought into colleges and universities to give talks to people about you know to give talks about you know building your confidence and I'm thinking all this comes back to five-year-old me who's being surrounded by people who I didn't understand I remember being going into dentists and my mother translating to me I remember being in Galway City and people laughing at us for speaking Irish and that attitude has totally changed within a generation but that builds your resilience and you suddenly realize you know there are some people who might look down on it and that's grand you can't control that what you can do is control your own reaction and my reaction to this is looking at what I have that I can use that makes me different being a girl makes me different and everyone has something that makes you different but instead of making that a bad thing see it as a good thing see it as a door opener see it as a gate opener it got me into broadcasting it got me confidence it got me lots of things and I made a wage out of it and jeepers when you think about the world we're living in now something as simple as being able to speak a language getting you a wage it's great for sure Maura as a really successful broadcaster you mentioned there all of the incredible media national media you know outlets you've worked with over the years you decided then to return to education back into the old school and uh, to study medicine of all things so tell us a little bit about why you decided to make a career change when I think essentially from the outside looking in you had a very successful career as it was well, as I always tell people, uh, from the outside of looking in, it's a bit like looking at somebody's Instagram highlights. You only see the good things. You don't see the days spent hanging around for, uh, murder scenes or whatever for hours on end, looking for interviews, you know, missing out on family events, all those kind of things. And I know they happen in all careers, but you need to have fulfillment. And I don't think I was getting that balance right for myself personally. My degree was in psychology. I loved it. I went back. I did a master's in sports psychology. I love that even more. And if anything, that gave me the confidence to realize, oh, maybe I do a few brain cells that I could Jews here and I was so fascinated by the wirings of the brain and the mind and how it all worked and I wanted to study it more and I just realized wow I really love the idea of healthcare and our well-being is so important to us in everything we do it's so integral and um, I just I suppose I just had a niche that I didn't know I had for a long time and then I had to scratch it you know and I just said why not give it a go I'll sit the exam chances are they won't let me in anyway but <laughs> they, unfortunately for them they did and uh, I've been loving it it's it's been a vocation I didn't know I'm sure my inner voice knew I needed it but I didn't know for a long time I spent 10 years blocking that voice out and I always tell people you know forget about the leaving cert forget about the marks you got for anything else it doesn't matter your path will find you some people find it at 17 some find it at 27 some people never find it but the way to find your path is to actually sit back and think of what do you enjoy 
What do you not enjoy? What can you see yourself doing? And for me, I enjoyed talking to people. As you can tell, the way I keep talking, I don't shut up. But I enjoyed learning as well. I find medicine and psychology is a great way to knit all that, as is media. So I probably was in the right arena, but just not in the right lane, if that makes sense. And I always just say, you know, life is short unless you're in a job you don't like and then it gets very long so be very careful about that and be confident in yourself and be prepared to change that's the world we're living in now we're living longer careers are changing the day is gone where you get a job at 17 and stay there till you're 65 and while your parents might tell you oh don't do that follow your heart but follow it wisely you know have a plan more trust that there are just so many little nuggets of information and knowledge that I know our leaving certs will be delighted to hear from you this morning. So thank you so much for taking the time. If you wouldn't mind me just asking for students who are tuning in this morning or maybe their parents that love everything you've just said and want to maybe keep up to date with everything you do. I know that you are quite active on social media. Would you mind if people reached out and maybe asked you for advice? Yeah, not at all. I actually get a lot of requests to the point where I actually recorded a few YouTube videos because I was like, I... I need to give people the right answers, but I haven't got the time to be typing out essays. So there's a few YouTube videos. If you go to at Maurity, you'll find them. You'll find them on my Instagram. You'll find them on my Twitter account. Everything is at Maurity. And I also have a website, performancemt.ie, where you can get in touch with me. But again, it's the same general team. It's either young people thinking, do I want to pursue this? Or it's people a little bit older thinking, have I left it too late? And my answer is, if you're breathing, it's never too late. Just pursue what you want to do, but pursue it wisely. It is always a pleasure, Larry Tlatker. Mila Mila Mahagat, and uh, hopefully we'll chat again soon. Spinner Skull, the podcast. To learn more about our other podcasts, check out Spin Online or download the Go Loud app. Spin.